Hey, this is Dave Pryor from Leading Agile Sound Notes. I hope you're enjoying your time at home, getting a lot done, and not suffering from extreme Zoom fatigue. Um, Greg DePasquale is here. Greg, thanks for taking time out of your day. Yeah, awesome. Great to be here. Thanks, Dave. Um, and today we're going to talk about outcome-based planning and what that is and why it's so important. Um, before we get into the topic, Greg, could you share a little bit about your background, um, the work that you do, and, and why this topic is so important to you? Yeah, absolutely. So I come from Washington, D.C. I'm currently in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, joined Leading Agile about a little over two years ago. And uh, before that, I was working in a lot of Defense Department uh, projects in uh, networking as well as software and systems. And then I moved exclusively into Agile uh, coaching and transformation uh, about eight years ago now. So that's my background. I had a moving exclusively into the transformation world of leading agile has a great fit with the approach and a central part of that is outcome-based planning. All right. So what is outcome-based or, or maybe if it's easier, what isn't outcome-based planning? What's a negative example? I think um, the easiest way, the most concise way to put is that outcome-based planning is a results-driven plan rather than plan-driven results. And by that, I mean, what is the focus? Where's the business outcome that we're really looking to achieve rather than looking at all the pieces of things that we have to do um, along the pathway, which is the focus of an activity driven plan. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. It's sort of that outcome versus output thing. Exactly. Okay. So a lot of companies would say to a team, you have to build 50 huts along the river as opposed to explaining what we're looking for, like when these huts are built, what impact is it going to have on the area or the population or whatever? That's right. So if we're going to, for instance, we need to cross a river, um, the answer may be to build a bridge or it may be to find a boat and get across the river. It's not about the actual activity of getting across the river or how to do that, but what is the outcome we're trying to achieve? We're trying to get to the other bank. Okay. And so I just, I want to make sure that I'm totally in step here. Maybe this will help kind of connect the things for some folks. It sounds a little bit to me like if, if we were talking about a user story, you know, as a whatever I want to, so I can, um, the so I can explains the outcome that we're looking for, but how that thing is developed, how we achieve that result, that's left entirely up to the development team to figure out. That's right. Yeah. It's definitely about the why in the result that we're looking for rather than what we're doing and how we're doing it. Okay. Now, do you find when you go into organizations that are about to go through a transformation that are they more, you know, outcome or output focused? Uh, most of the, most of the organizations I think we, we start to engage with have a very uh, project oriented focus with work breakdown structures that are, that break, break out a bunch of activities um, with a, a defined target somewhere out in the in the future, and then try to drive those activities to to achieve that that outcome. And, okay. and that's really when we look at um, you know your Gantt charts and things. Those are activity focused plans, um, and and we want to flip that to putting the focal point on outcomes, uh, business results that we can incrementally achieve along that that pathway. Okay. Um, and I think one of the examples that I would like, uh, I, I think about is, um, I was just having watched the 
the NFL draft last night and, and starting to get excited for football season is if, if you think about it in terms of NFL teams, uh, at the start of the season, each team has one outcome they're trying to achieve, and that's to win the Super Bowl. Okay. But not every team's going to achieve that. So the, there's, there's a lot of things along the pathway you need to do correctly to get to the Super Bowl, um, including first make the playoffs. And in order to do that, you have to either win your division or uh, get a wild card slot in the playoffs. And in order to do that, then you have your games. So it all comes down to winning, which is your first outcome along that pathway to getting the Super Bowl. And then there's activities that you have to do within each game by calling plays at the right time um, in the context of the flow of the game to win that game. Um, so that's, I kind of think of it that way uh, in terms of, of that kind of sports analogy. And then from a transformation perspective, the defining the future state of an organization and in achieving that future state is the Super Bowl of transformation. If you can get an organization to shift from the way they focus on activities today over to outcomes and move that, move that needle for them um, across the enterprise, that's, okay. that's what we look at from a, a transformation perspective as, as winning the Super Bowl. So is it... Is it possible that while they're in the throes of going through this, like let's say that, that uh, I was a football franchise and I went into that draft and I you know, had a pick and there's a particular guy that I wanted to get. Um, I could say that the outcome I'm looking for as a result of my time in the draft is to get player X for X amount of dollars. But the larger overarching outcome, overarching outcome that I'm looking for is winning the Super Bowl. And I believe that this player is going to help me do that. Right. So if the outcome is, you know, we know we don't have a great receiving core and okay. we need a good receiver. Our outcome isn't necessarily getting that player, but increasing our receiving core so that we have a downfield threat to score more points. And, and I think that's, that's the outcome we're looking for from a game-to-game -game basis is we need to fill those holes and adapt our team uh, to make it stronger to move forward and, and achieve our goals. Okay, so I think that's a much better way of going after what I, going in the direction that I was trying to, to take us. So thank you for that. Um, is what I, what I'm trying to ask is that the outcomes that we're looking for do they exist on multiple levels, like the draft or the game or achieving a threatening whatever section of our team or winning the Super Bowl, like in in a company. Do we have multiple layers of outcomes, one feeding into the next one? Yeah, I think, I think, it, I think we do. And um, uh, our focus at Leading Agile is about taking, a, taking teams at all levels of the organization through transformation together. And uh, that's a big differentiator for us. Whereas a lot of groups focus just on the delivery team's level, we believe that at the delivery team, the program team, portfolio team, and investment team uh, tiers that we need to take groups through transformation um, together and achieve outcomes uh, on a cadence to really achieve the overarching goal of winning that Super Bowl or that, that organizational transformation that, that okay. ultimately we want to achieve. And so when you go into a gig and they say, we want to be agile, and you say, well, yeah, let's talk about outcomes. We just told you the outcome, agile. 
How right. do you how do you talk them down out of that one? Yeah, so we we want to have a discussion around the business results, the okay. business outcomes that you want to achieve as an organization from the agility you're looking for, and um, those can be higher quality in your products, better product fit for your customers. Uh, more stable throughput, so more predictability, being able to deliver for your customers on a cadence um, to help them uh, know when to expect valuable product delivery. Okay. So those could be examples of business outcomes that agility and agile uh, techniques and an agile system of delivery can help you uh, achieve. So we want to reframe the agile conversation around business results rather than the practices of Agile or the frameworks that, that most people are familiar with. Okay. So you're going to be asking them, okay, why do you want to be Agile? And if you ask them enough time, they're going to tell you, well, we're worried about these risks in the marketplace. It takes us so long to produce a product. We're bleeding employees because they keep bailing. Um, correcting those ailments might get them closer to a reason or understanding that those are the elements are trying to correct, might get them closer to understanding the outcome they're looking for. But still, there's going to be some higher level strategic thing they want to achieve. That's right. I think a lot of the conversations that we have with clients um, tend to go, uh, especially with executives, is we've been, we've been investing in this specific area to improve our operations and deliver better products um, over the last year or two, and we really haven't been able to move the needle as much as we would like. We, we can deliver, but we don't deliver that predictably, and our, it doesn't always hit the mark for our clients, the things that we do deliver. So how can, um, in, in implementing and applying a, an outcome-based system of delivery uh, using Agile practices help us improve and show us and demonstrate the uh, the output we're looking for, and and help us stem the flow of that investment, and, and understand that we're getting a return for that um, on which we're we're paying for. Okay, so what do we need to kind of put into place or a change about our way of thinking, or, or or what what are sort of the preconditions we have to have in order to be able to move to this type of this way of looking at the things we're trying to get done. I think understanding it uh, in the context of the football analogy, kind of going back to the teams, if you're playing each game, you've got offense and you've got defense. And most of the time, teams come in with a defined set of plays um, on offense for their first, uh, their, their first drive towards the end zone. So if you come in, you say, you know, our, our inclination is we've got a good running game. They've got a, a poor defensive line we're probably going to run at that line and those are going to be the activities to move us down the field. And if we see though, that the result is that they're stopping us at the line or behind the line each time, we're going to have to pivot and make some decisions about achieving the outcome, which is ultimately let's score a touchdown. And, and if we don't do that, we're just going to get the same result over and over again. So it's, it's reading the situation in context, understanding what you're trying to achieve. We're trying to get in the end zone. And if the thing that you're doing isn't working, uh, pivoting and trying something else to achieve that end. Okay. All right. So it's, it sounds, when you were kind of talking through it there, I just started thinking about Moneyball and how, 
you know, the way that that changed the way some people look at baseball. And it was really about building a stronger team that could fill in gaps, even though you weren't going after the shiny thing that everybody got excited about. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it. That's a great movie too, by the way. Um, but exactly, you, you're looking at balancing, okay, you know, where are we strong? Um, where, where do we do things really well? Um, where do we need to improve? And, and how do those things tie into what we're actually trying to achieve? From a business, uh, a business perspective, um, or from a transformation perspective, for that matter, in in ultimately always focusing on delivering for our customers. How how often do you find that when you start to ask these questions, people realize that they're not exactly clear on what it is they want to achieve? They just know the things they want to do. I think the customers know what they want to achieve. They don't always know how how to go about achieving it because they're so uh, focused on the day-to-day delivery um, and activities that they have to get done within the system that they work in that they don't have time to sit back and think about how do we change this to better achieve what what our goals are. Okay. So you've got the, the, you've got to find a way to help, um, people at a leadership level understand what the things that they're looking for, how to communicate it down. And this is just going to flow further down until we finally get to the team level. They have an outcome that they're looking for as well, that we want to be in sync with what the company strategy is, right? That's right. And I, I, I think that's a, it's a really good point is that outcomes at all levels of the organization um, need to be aligned. So we need to be able to align the strategic goals of the organization with the tactical execution at the delivery team level. And uh, I think one of the really cool things about leading agile is that we, we have the three things. We have teams, we have backlogs, and then we have working tested product. Um, you, can get, you can get a little bit of improvement if you just focus at the delivery team level. You maybe can get a little bit more output but as you go up the stack uh, of higher level teams and then executive leadership, we also need to ensure that their priorities in their backlogs are aligned with what the teams are delivering. Okay. And as you get into more and more complex systems, that's not always an easy feat to achieve. So, so what do they need to do to be able to get more, more ease with that? I mean, what, what could they do to prepare for that? So when we, look, when we come in and, and help clients, uh, we look at those, th- those three things at scale, and we call them structure, uh, which is how do you structure groups of teams at each tier uh, around products or capabilities that you want to deliver to your customers. Um, that's first. We want to make sure our teams are in order and that they're structured properly to deliver against uh, cust- real customer needs. And then we want to look at the workflow. How does the workflow through your system of delivery from your upper tier, your investment tier, your portfolio tier, your program tier, and into your delivery teams, how do those priorities in that work go from ideation to uh, real instantiated product to be delivered to your customers? So that's the second thing. And then we have the third thing, which is metrics. How do you measure that you're actually improving on those goals and delivering in a better way for your customers uh, so that you really understand uh, the, the throughput of your product is, increase, is, is increasing or stabilizing? Yeah. And that your 
your, the quality of your product is going up while also getting uh, more focused on exactly what your customers want in the first place. Okay. So is it is it fair to say that, I mean, looking at the leading agile model, it's not really we need to get to base camp one, it's why do you need to get to base camp or two or three or four or five? Because what business value do you realize from that standpoint? Oh, well, at one, we've got, you know, the, the table stakes to be able to make this stuff work. And then as we move further around the, the dial, um, there's a different outcome or business achievement we want to reach um, that's more than just putting teams in place and getting them to follow along. That's right. We, it, it, to me, the way I interpret the compass, which I think is another really brilliant foundational aspect of our, of our approach is, um, you know, where in the market do your customers fit uh, on the spectrum of adaptability and predictability and then emergent and convergent uh, requirements. So where you end up in that quadrant, as we call it the compass, um, will help us define for you when we look at your end state goals or your ultimate goal, your ultimate Super Bowl, um, how fast uh, your customers expect to have product delivered to them okay. and, and which frameworks might help you achieve your goals. Okay. So can you give an example of this stuff? I mean, I think we've kind of talked a lot about it, um, but before we close out, is there some story you can share that can people can use to kind of tie all this together? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking of a system that I was working on years ago, and uh, it was a system that vetted candidates for travel. And uh, what we were doing was we were modernizing a legacy system working in a very engineering-centric uh, IT shop and building this new platform, um, and then working with the business customers to give us, give us those, those business outcomes that we were looking to achieve. Ultimately, the, the business outcome that, that the customer wanted was faster vetting times for these travel candidates because it was a re really repetitive um, operation that the users went through to vet these candidates. So, uh, for instance, could we, instead of vetting 10 candidates every uh, three minutes, can we vet 20 candidates every three minutes? Because that would just increase the efficiency of the operation and, and allow us to clear a backlog of candidates much, much faster and double the time, or half the time, excuse me. Um, and at the end of the day, we've really focused, that group was very focused on building components of the system so fast and furious that after the system was deployed, the modern, modernized system uh, actually only allowed us to vet half the candidates in the same amount of time as the system. It's an outcome. It was an outcome, but it wasn't the outcome the business <laughs> was looking for. Um, but we did get something deployed. So there was a focus on getting things deployed, but we lost focus on actually achieving the business outcome. Now, at the end of the day, we got to refine that so that it ended up working for the customer, but we had to then go back and redo a bunch of activities that were focused more on the business outcome at a later time, obviously costing more money and uh, time than the client anticipated. Cool. It's a great story. I mean, I think that's something we've all been a part of where we get so caught up in 
just doing the things that we forget why we're doing them in the first place. And the fact that doing the things doesn't make anything actually better, we, we forget because we're just busy doing the things. That's ab- absolutely. And we see that, you know, at, at our clients all the time where there's just so much work to do and there's so much, so many things to develop for the, for the customers um, that, you know, we don't, we, we sometimes uh, forget about the, the forest for the trees. Yeah. And we never want to do that, especially when in, in a, such a highly competitive age where, you know, missing that market opportunity um, could, could put you, your entire business at risk. Yeah. Well, this was great, man. If people want to get in touch with you to follow up with questions about, about this or how to get started doing it or, you know, tips for it, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, feel free to reach out to me at greg.deepasquale at leadingagile.com. Um, that's definitely the best way to, uh, to get a hold of me. Okay. And I'll, I'll put a link in there so they don't have to try to figure out how to spell your last name. Awesome. <laughs> well, cool, man. Thank you very much for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dave. This is fun. And stay safe. You too.